We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. When Michael Brown was shot and killed in Ferguson almost four years ago, the community erupted. One of the most stabilizing influences at the time and since was Reverend F. Willis Johnson, then pastor at the Wellspring Church in Ferguson. Wellspring is closed now. Reverend Johnson is moving on to start a new church in Ohio. He is also co-founder and director of the Center for Social Empowerment and the author of Holding Up Your Corner, Talking About Race in Your Community. I'm told he is working on another book. Maybe it'll be out this fall. Reverend Johnson, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Brother Marsh. Why, why are you leaving? Well, it's, uh, it's time. It's been seven and a half years, and uh, um, the, the opportunity to, to do a new thing uh, has presented itself. And, and so uh, after a lot of prayer and, and uh, a lot of tears, uh, my wife and I decided to, to kind of follow that. What, what kind of a community are you going to? Well, it's interesting. Uh, Columbus is a, a, a thriving. Uh, most people are familiar with it because of the Ohio State University. Uh-huh. Uh, but Columbus is one of the fastest growing communities uh, in the nation right now. Um, but yet also very much uh, um, contending with issues and challenges um, similar to what we face here and around the country. But really the opportunity to, to, to do a new thing and, and be in a new place uh, was very exciting. Do you have any concern that by leaving Ferguson and just going anyplace else that some people here might think that you're giving up on Ferguson? Uh, yeah, I've had those conversations. Really? Uh, uh, but, um, you know, even coming here, uh, not only with the church, but our, our presence here has always been that we knew that this was bigger than us, that we were, um, our family and I, we were participating and we were present uh, in a larger work. Um, I'm not leaving Ferguson because of, of anything specific, um, uh, but I can see why people think that. And, and it's somewhat humbling, but also I think it even speaks to all the more why um, it's important maybe that we move on because it's not, we're not the only people doing things in Ferguson. Um um, and the community um, has has to go forward. Yeah. What would you take with you from Ferguson that could be of use and value to you in your new post? Oh man, I um, learn how to listen. I've learned how to listen um, uh, uh, in ways that I know I didn't do that before. Um, the value of community, um, the need that for um, space and place. Um, that is, that is not just open and inviting, but but empowering. Uh, I'm I'm even more res- resolved that we have to empower people, and not only empower people with rhetoric, but with the responsibility. I'm still very dis- di- um, disappointed that in many of the strides that we've made, where we have continued to lag, is that individuals within not only that community but across the country still do not see. Um, see themselves or view themselves as powerful in the process. How do you change that? I mean, it's one thing to talk about it. We, we talk a lot about conversations, but mm-hmm. how do you change it? How do you empower responsibility? Uh, I'm, if I can figure it out and write it down, I'll sell a lot of books. Uh, I, think, I think it's just a continual um, um, orientating of people 
which is what we've done for a long time in this community over the last four years. Um, raising the, the challenge before folks and then and creating what are the, the ways and means in which we can hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. I think we've told people, you know, let's just use, for instance, the voting piece. We've talked about that many times, mm-hmm. uh, specific to Ferguson. You know, we need people to participate in the process, so we need people to run. We have that. We have new candidates. We have new uh, leaders across that community in education, in the city council, uh, in the municipal life. Um, uh, however, we continue to see that the voting participation, the civil uh, the civil activity of individuals is not mm-hmm. progressed or, or challenged. We've got to hold people accountable uh, to that. We have to honor the fact that while it is a right to or not to, that the result of our actions or inactions are what we're dealing with. So mm-hmm. for every person, I just got stopped earlier today from someone um, who asked me the question, nothing against our mayor, but asked me, you know, after all of the things in Ferguson and what we saw, how how did that, how did your current mayor remain in office? Mm-hmm. And I said, because people chose not to participate. At the same time and by the same token, uh, if we look to what's going on nationally, when uh, People in power are taking a look at voting rights and kind of tinkering with them, and uh, th- that's not going in the direction you want to go. No, no. Um, and, and they can do that when um, we, we do not exercise uh, not only our, our civil right, but what I think is our inalienable right, which is to be, be present, to be heard, to be respected. And um, I, I wish I had the uh, the antidote for for that sickness or that challenge, but I think uh, my hope um, is to continue to champion that, um, challenge people in that responsibility, but then um, continue to hold each other accountable. I mean, I, I've taken some lumps from time to time, Brother Marsh, because I've not been Pollyanna. Uh, I've I've challenged us. I've been on this show before and said, you know, yes, things have changed, but much has not changed um, because systems um, continue to operate and avail themselves as systems do. And so I'm glad that we have diversity, you know, on the school board. I'm glad we have diversity on the city council. Uh, I'm glad we have a more diverse police force. And yet we still have a, a, a municipality that um, still is is struggling and surviving and yet not thriving. Mm-hmm. We have organizations in the community that are very representative of the people, um, but maybe some of what we do and who we are is not as empowering um, to to those very people that we represent. It seems to me that the most empowering thing of all is jobs. It's economic uh, stability and economic equity. Yeah, if you uh, if you uh, when you get paid, then you you can you can uh, you can play more. You can you can invest more. I think we have to look at some different strategies. Uh, and you asked me before, what have I learned that I would take <clears throat> with me? Um, I'm I'm challenged to to look at what are the non-traditional ways and means that we we address some of those equity problems. Um, uh, it's not only just trying to get someone a job, but we have to be honest. Um, we have to instill and develop or nurture work ethic. Um, good example, just 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 the other day, I had some some young men that came by our home and wanted to cut the grass. And um, uh, my wife was like, yes, let's let's support these young people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's good. They did it. But I was sitting there thinking I've talked to them since then over the last couple of days. And my thing is, you know, 
they had they shown some initiative, but we also need to structure what it means to to begin at that very basic level mm-hmm. to build build business to build entrepreneurial um, uh, skill set and 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 capacity. Everybody's not going to go to an eight hour class or an eight week class and then let them place you, mm-hmm. and that's going to work. We're going to have to do and both and more. And so yes. Employment, education, equitability continue to be a problem across the globe, across the country, um, in particular students of color, people of color. Um, But I think, again, my honest critique is we're not going to program our way out of these things. There's there's a layering and a continuum of care that uh, I think we've tried to seed, uh, whether that's in the faith community or in nonprofits. Um, but also individuals and those same communities have to avail themselves to the to the longitudinal nature of that. There are no quick fixes, and I feel like sometimes both in Ferguson and St. Louis, we have just wanted to remedy um, and respond and not truly redress what are um, not just the symptoms but but the causes. Yeah, and to accomplish that, you also need political help, and that's where the voting comes in again. But that's time consuming <laughs> voting and leadership i, yeah. I mean let's uh again uh, i can say this out the door but i've said it before um you know we have to hold accountable our leadership um we have to uh we have to make sure that that when people get into a particular responsibility um of office that we're holding them accountable uh, we're seeing that in across our state right now that we have we are so adamant and partisan at times that we're not logical, that we're not empathic, that we're not decent, that we're not you know smart, <laughs> you know just having the other or doing something alternative is not the answer um or having someone like minded or like us. Um, is is not the res- is not the only result. Um, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see. What kind of marks would you give political leadership locally and statewide uh, since uh, the Michael Brown shooting? You know, I th- I I think that you know a good C <laughs> to C plus all because, around would yeah. would work. I mean, uh, I respect that. Uh, I've always said that we cannot legislate love, and we cannot. We cannot adjudicate justice. That um, loving in public, uh, caring, uh, empowering people has to be a want to, not not a not a have to. Um, I believe that there are um, women and men who are uh, willing to avail themselves to the very hard work of responding to a lot of the, the major crises. Um, but I think we're going to need to deepen our bench. I think that we need to move past. Um, particularly in, in the community where I, re, I have reside, um, uh, where I reside for the last seven and a half years. Um, you know, we've got to get to be substantive. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I've grown weary of going to debates or, or, or candidate forums where the first thing somebody gets up and says is, well, I've lived in this community for 25 years, for 30 years, for 50 years. All my children went through this school system. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, I own a business. I own a house. Well, those are all dog whistles, and and, and I've experienced that. Um, no one ever asked somebody, have you ever balanced a budget? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have, you, have you ever led led somewhere in, in, in someone? So we have representation. We're moving towards greater representation. But I, I, I say a C-plus because I think the capacity and in, 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 in the um, – the advocacy and the of of our leadership um, is is there, but you've been here a long time, mm-hmm. Brother Marsh, mm-hmm. both at the state level and even in this local community. What has changed? Not very much, <laughs> you know. And that's one of the things about this part of the country is mm-hmm. things are very very slow to change, and frustratingly slow to change. Mm-hmm. It's it's always been my observation. I, I think the diffusion of the community, the fact that we've got so many, quote, leaders, mm-hmm. so many mayors, so, so many politicians out there. But who is the leader? If you had to identify a leader in this general area, who would it be? Would it be the mayor of St. Louis or the county executive or any of the mayors in the municipalities around here, a, a business leader? Mm-hmm. I'd, like to, I'd like someone to identify yeah. that person. Well, I think the, um, the, the irony of, of – of, um, August 2014 was that um, there was or has emerged um, voices, presence, leaders that are outside of the traditional system. Bruce um, Smith comes to mind. Yeah. One of them. Uh, now, the challenge has been um, how do those individuals if um, remain anchored um, and vigilant locally because a lot of the names that are now nationally recognized uh, in terms of young people and out of the 2014 experience, uh, out of clergy leaders um, and the alike, um, you know, honestly, we're, we're rarely here. I mean, we have – because people have taken interest in um, their capacity, their voice, their insight, and say, how do we share this? I've been very disappointed. I guess the old adage is, you know, a prophet is without honor in their own their own land. Yeah. Um, we have people like uh, Tracy Blackman, Reverend Tracy Blackman, Starsky Wilson, uh, Brother Bruce, people that you name. hundred people like that. Yeah. yeah, you can go on uh, and, and on. we can go on and DeRay yeah. and uh, DeRay yeah. and all kind of other people that you see on MSNBC or Fox yeah. or wherever all, all the time. These are all young men and women, individuals who uh, stood on the streets of Ferguson, who live and uh, work and see great work uh, even now, um, but they are not necessarily um, readily sought out other than to to trumpet or to, to lift up in general space, um, you know, that's not that's not necessarily uh, there's not a roundtable interest that comes and says, hey, you know, how do we how do we supplant? I talk to more mayors around this country than I talk to my own mayor. Really? Really? <laughs> For a lot well, of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I've got to say this. And, you know, you, the people that you've mentioned and there are many unmentioned that, that, yeah. that should be, they're all going to stay here. You're going. Yeah. Well, I, I um, uh, you know, in, in fairness, um, you know, I was a transplant when I got here seven and a half years ago. I I, I came and I came in uh, in in the proverbial dark. I, I arrived in January of 2011 uh, with uh, uh, in a rental car and my stuff. Went out to Baldwin, Missouri, off of Manchester, to an office that most people on the sound of my voice would not even know existed, which was the United Methodist Church and its district office there. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, Brother Marsh, I was handed by the then DS or district superintendent um, uh, a Ziploc bag of keys. 
nondescript uh-huh. that I had uh-huh. to sort through in another hand envelope with a with a hat with some keys to a parsonage uh, in Ferguson. And um, over time, you know, my presence became known and felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never came here looking to leave, but always knowing um, that I was sent here on assignment. Mm-hmm. And so um, I I lived um, my life and my in my acts of service in this community. Um, committed fully, heart and spirit to it, but also understanding that um, I was on assignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where everyone else is in that in their particular sure. um, space and, and position, but uh, I feel like we have um, done what we were set out to do. Uh, it's with it's with a, a sad kind of with sadness and it's bittersweet. Um, and honestly, I have stayed probably longer than I was supposed to because I feel this commitment. We're not gone. We still have uh, in place our Center for Social Empowerment Mm -hmm. that will have physical space and and personnel here. Um, We'll continue to take the message and and the work, not only of Ferguson, but of of, uh, Wellspring Church where we go. And and, um, hopefully we seeded something that others can nurture and harvest. I have to take a break, but it just occurs to me as you've been speaking here, when you talk about that Ziploc bag full of keys, that's really a metaphor for what you do, isn't it? Finding the right key to unlock the, <laughs> to unlock the, yeah. whatever and, yeah. and the people you meet. Yeah, I guess it is. It, um, um, and, I th- and I think it's not just for me. I think it's for all of us. I always tell people all the time real quick, you know, the answers are inside of us. Um, uh, all the things that we wish to eradicate or change, uh, we have the ability to, to do so. Mm-hmm. We can stop. We can stop hate right now by start liking, loving, and caring. We can we can stop what is inequitable by being being um, interested in making sure that others have at minimum what they need and at maximum uh, that which we we would want for ourselves. That doesn't take you know the city county council. That doesn't take great acts yeah. from on high. That's an individual choice every day. Yeah. Uh, that you remind me of a quote one of our producers has put in front of me here on the computer, uh, computer and uh, this came about the time of the Michael Brown shooting from you. We literally got to love the hell out of each other. <laughs> yes, that sir. sound familiar? Yeah, that sounds like something I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll do that now. We're talking with Reverend F. Willis Johnson. He is about to depart uh, the uh, Ferguson area, the St. Louis area, for a new assignment in Ohio. Back to continue the conversation. And if you'd like to be a part of it, we'd love to hear from you. Perhaps you'd like to say goodbye to uh, Willis Johnson. 382-8255 is the number. That's 382-TALK. You can send us an email to talk at stlpublicradio.org, or if you would prefer, send us a tweet at STL on Air. Back in a moment, this is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. And welcome back to our conversation with F. Willis Johnson. And and I have to make a correction. I was talking about uh, Bruce Franks a little while ago, and I think I inadvertently said Bruce Smith. But you picked up on it and said <laughs> the same thing. Anyway, if Bruce Franks is listening, uh, our apologies. Um, what happens to Wellspring Church now? 
Well, uh, Wellspring was part of a um, uh, a project in in in, in missional kind of exploration. Uh, it was a, what we call in the business a uh, a parachute plant, and so uh, the church uh, formerly was an, a Methodist church that had that had dissolved, and so we re- looked to recontextualize uh, that space. Um, uh, it uh, by decision of the bishop or the cabinet and the powers that are greater, um, they have decided to close that physical space. Uh, um, and uh, I'm sure at some point there will continue to be, you know, a presence of ministry continued by the United Methodist Church in the area. But that physical space and that actual project of Wellspring uh, uh, was discontinued. So, do, do the congregants have some place easily accessible? Well, they, there's offerings. We have uh, uh, other Methodist churches in that area. We have uh, encouraged them uh, in ways as they felt led to to remain either connected. Um, others have found different places. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that's above my pay grade. Uh, but uh, its spirit lives. Its, its spirit continues to live. And, and I know a lot of people are disappointed. I, you know, I ha- I've had parents who are like, no summer program this year, no summer, no educational enrichment. Uh, that's a little disheartening. But um, I think our presence and our work and our collaboration with others in that community um, that's not in vain. Um, you know, the Ferguson Library has, and its work has grown immensely since 2014. FYI, uh, St. Stephen's in the Vine, uh, Reverend Steve Lawler, who's right around the corner, uh, has picked up a lot of um, the slack and is providing those resources that people uh, have known um, Wellspring and uh, in our center to um, to be supportive of. So the center uh, will remain present. Uh, we're doing trainings and immersion programs right now with visiting communities in Ferguson, even though our physical kind of office space and staff will remain connected to the uh, St. Louis Community Foundation. You, you mentioned the library, and we've done uh, mentioned this many, many times. What a community resource the library in Ferguson became uh, right after the shooting and, and since. It really has become a kind of a pillar in the community, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, uh, they, um, their leadership and their director is awesome. And and here's the thing. I, I It's not me. I'm not going to take credit. But I think what we all learned was that um, our institutions have to operate um, from the outside in versus from the inside out. Uh, it is not uncommon uh, to see um, uh, not only the, the director of the library, um, uh, not only now police officers, leaders um, who are walking um, – Living, you know, our our model and our work is do life together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have, mm-hmm. along with others, have at least championed and modeled this idea that if we open our avail ourselves, open our doors, and allow people to come in and us um, minister or serve as needed. Um, uh, I, I joke, uh, brother uh, Marsh, um, sometimes because I, I say people we did all this. Um, in the up launch of our, in the launching up to the church and so forth, we did all this stuff. We did focus groups. We asked people uh, a lot of questions and all kind of things. But here's the thing. We asked people questions premised on the fact that we were going to open a church there anyway. Mm-hmm. We never asked a question, do you want a church? Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you, and so <clears throat> I think uh, the library is one example, and there are others who have taken, um, who have, I think, a uh, uh, recalibrated or adapted their pedagogy or their philosophy and practice to say, let's meet people 
um, as they wish to be met and desire. I, I want to thank you, Colby. You only get to know people when you get to know people. Yes, sir. Right? And, yes, sir. Yeah, and, and understand them when you, you make that effort. Let's bring in Jackie. She's calling from Ferguson. You might recognize her. I suspect you might. Go ahead, Jackie. Hello, Pastor Johnson. This is Jackie, one of your former parishioners. <laughs> hey, sister. <laughs> I just wanted to say on behalf of everybody, you just talked about meeting people where they are. You know, I met you from where I, I was, and you made me better. You made me better. You've made this community better. You've made each and every one of us who you've allowed us into your life and your experience better. And you've made this community better. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, thank leave, you. <laughs> leave, it, leave it on the field, Pastor, just like you taught me. Leave it on the field. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. That, that has to be gratifying. After seven and a half years to see how you've uh, touched people. Yes, it's uh, it's very humbling. Um, uh, I know I've learned, uh, this community has learned me how to pastor. Um, uh, I think um, uh, more importantly, I'm just, I th- my wife and I have, and our children have just been been grateful that that people have allowed us to um, to um, to love them, and uh, they've loved us back, and we're thankful for that. You know, we've kind of danced around this. I'll ask you specifically about how well you think the uh, the community has has healed in the last four years. I mean, obviously there are issues you've alluded to them, but in terms of overall, you give it a C. Is that is that basically where you want to stay with well, that? Well, I'll give I'll give general leadership, political leadership, a C, um, both in Ferguson and just across. Uh, the let to the legislature of Jeff City around how they've dealt with the issues mm-hmm. in this uh, um, in these times. I, you know, I've I've said this before. Um, Ferguson is no different than the other ninety-something municipalities mm-hmm. <laughs> in the area. Um, it is a it, St. Louis is a very prideful, parochial, and territorial um, landscape. And while there are a lot of ways in which people have can can we can define how people interact whether that's um un, unloving or oppressive or you know racist whatever the defining's you know underneath all of that really is this this idea particularly in Ferguson people want to know that you're you're there and you're vested and for some reason that's important because there's this sense of need to have control or security or, and so forth I think that the community of particular Ferguson uh, has shown itself one to be resilient. Um, And I think it's a collective resilience. Um, I have seen in the last three or four years how uh, that that relationships have strengthened or new relationships have formed Mm -hmm. because now people have realized that, you know, when stuff happens – it affects all of us. Some things happen on West Florissant, but some 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 businesses on South Florissant got affected. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of the businesses on South Florissant that got affected, even though they may have been perceived or present themselves as you know white owned or controlled, the people that work in those businesses mm-hmm. or the, the the lives that are connected to those businesses were not just white folks' lives. There were, I, mm-hmm. I'll just use an example. Hopefully my, uh, Mike doesn't get mad at me. Um, but, you know, Ferguson Brewhouse 
um, is is a central place in in our community. Mm-hmm. And if people don't pay attention, they could probably just assume what they want to assume about it. It is one of the most diverse and eclectic places mm-hmm. uh, in 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 Ferguson. And when Michael Brown happened, every elk political disposition had not only a response, but a, but was impacted by that. Mm-hmm. I think Ferguson learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I learned a lot. And uh, and so I give Ferguson right now, I give it a B. Mm-hmm. I, I think the people are working towards that. But what the real dividing lines are still are around economics. It's around sociopolitical kinds of stuff. And so what you have now is a community that is divided between the homeowners and the home and the knots. Uh, uh, those who are able to, you know, make educational decisions for their children and those who are forced to go to public schools that are still marginally what they ought to be. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things are what are dividing communities like Ferguson. If you give the uh, the politicians a C and you give the community a B, what about the religious community in Ferguson? What kind of grade does it get through all of this? Well, I can only grade my space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I... I've, Again, I'll stick with us. Um, you know, I as much as we we provided things that we provided for and we modeled as best as we could. Um, you know, as as a as a as a local church of Wellspring, who's part of a larger denomination, we did not do our best. Mm-hmm. We weren't at our best. Matter of fact, we like many churches really don't know what it means to be. Uh, community developers and 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 leaders. Um, uh, we had more relationships with people outside the church, which we should, but we struggle to bring people into what is that inner circle. Uh, the church is going to have to universally uh, see itself not as a point of destination, but as a repository, as a resource. When we act as a resource. Uh, as we when we act as um, the the citadel, so to speak, where when in crisis or in need, people can come and then they find themselves having a reciprocal kind of relationship. Uh, we're strong, but mm-hmm. to think as an institution that we are powerful, um, we found that out on the first days when clergy went out with protesters and say, "Oh, let's get together and pray," mm-hmm. and they cussed them out, mm-hmm. and the church had to re- recoil and recalibrate. Um, so, uh, collectively, starting with Wellspring, um, I'll give it a C as well. But um, honestly, we're not we're not doing our best work if if the community is not changing. We're not supposed to be um, the 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 uh, what's the old adage? We're not supposed to be the the thermometer. We're supposed to be the thermostat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it occurred to me during the uh, the height of the problems that the uh, more outreach was necessary. That word from the pulpit wasn't necessarily getting to the street where it needed no. to be at that time. No, um, <clears throat> and I and and I wrestled with that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of the greatest compliments that I've seen uh, in my ministry was to see young men and women who I know were on the front lines, who are still on the front lines of doing work in this community, who. Um, who who graced the threshold of our of our church 
um, not just when we were having gatherings and supports and trainings, but who would come on our on our Sunday morning mm-hmm. and who found some sense of connection or encouragement, who 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 could hear, you know, what you're telling us out here, we're saying in here. Um, but that's a challenge. I mean, you have to work to that. You have to want to wrestle with that. We do a good job of being benevolent and charitable uh, as an institution. We have to, um, particularly my denomination, we're going to have to do a much better job of of being relevant. Um, which which brings, if I may, to young people. It's got to be relevant to everybody, but young people in particular, they're the future. Well, uh yeah, and it probably would help if if everybody who's leading the church wasn't you know wasn't an old fart like me. Um, uh, Let's I, not go there. <laughs> I um, I as I go forward, another learning piece is that uh, it's imperative for me to keep in my line of not only relationship but in leadership around and with me uh, persons <clears throat> who are reflective of the of 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 our movement um from across generation across diversity of of experience and expression um and let's be honest most of our congregations particularly even in Ferguson and in North County uh we look as segregated or as as uh, partisan as as the community sometimes the old story the most segregated place uh, on Sunday morning is uh, is black and white churches yeah. yes sir well, as long as we're grading people today, I'll I'll uh, I'll grade you. You've, you've we've given C's and B's and uh, C pluses. You get an A plus for the work you've done here. You've very very highly respected for what you've done. Important work, and I'm sure that will continue in Columbus. Thank you so much, Jeff Willis Johnson. Thank you for being here, and thank you for being with us for seven and a half years. <laughs> thank you, Brother Marsh. All the best to you. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs are available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.